Hey, I want to welcome everybody. Thanks for tuning in today, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, every Saturday, the MedPoint Health Half Hour. Myself, Ron Young, joined by Kate Lane this week, and it's good to be Kate here. Lane, Kate Jarvis, I guess, right? A little bit of both. <laughs> I always forget that. Yeah, I actually, I, I haven't changed my name. Okay, yet. so I was right. So I do still go by Kate Lane, <laughs> but you do love Liam very, very much. I do. Okay, that's fair. To and say. I do go by Kate Jarvis if you want to call me that. <laughs> All right. Well, the the woman of many names. We'll, yep. just, we'll call her Kate for this program. But uh, Kate, thanks for joining me today. Of course, it's a pleasure to have you on. We booted Pete out of the studio. He yeah. was getting reckless. But, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're here. We got a great show put together for you. And uh, we're going to be talking about metabolism. We're going to be talking about alcohol. And we're going to be talking about appendicitis. So, three kind of All completely separate <laughs> ideas, but three very valuable pieces of information for our listeners to have. Uh, going forward. Kate, I was down um, at the pharmacy this week on Friday and I got my flu shot from uh, our pharmacist, Jeff Baxter. Of course, first floor city plaza. Mm -hmm. If you're looking to fill a prescription or just drop in and get your flu shot, I can say I was in there. I filled out the uh, provincial, uh, uh, what do you call it? Consent form. Mm -hmm. Uh, Filled out my numbers, everything like that. And Literally sat down, he put the flu shot in me, and two minutes, probably two minutes from start to finish, the whole process. That's awesome. It took no time. Yeah. I want to encourage everybody listening to get your flu shot because uh, I talked about it on the Craig Needle Show uh, a couple, maybe this week, maybe a couple weeks ago as well, but this whole idea of herd immunity is kind of gathering uh, steam and it is very true, but we can't have the people who don't get their flu shots just kind of preying off of us who did get the flu shots. <laughs> this is true, yeah. Kate, I know you said that you haven't got it for maybe a year or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I probably um, undervalued that. It's probably been a couple of years. I do need to do it for yeah. sure. Yeah, so, I got to get on that. Um, it, I know a lot of people are, are ov- often misled into thinking, oh, it's probably going to give you the flu or, you know, I've gotten, I haven't gotten it and I've never, I haven't gotten sick. Mm-hmm. So why get it? I'll kind of roll the dice. Yeah. But really what the flu shot is, is it, it's, it's a strain of, of what scientists studied for, for the year and they say, okay, this is our best shot to, to build immune immunity, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you get the flu shot, it's triggering your immune system to build and to defend and kind of that's what yeah. we're getting at. That makes sense. I mean, you know, I've always kind of thought about it. What if like if I do get that illness, then my body will just get stronger because it'll fight it off and learn how to fight it itself. But then at the same time, that makes sense that why not go ahead and, and be proactive about it and yes. and get that flu shot so that I don't end up getting sick ever. And then I still get build that Im- immunity to it. So that makes a lot of sense. I definitely need to get on that next week. Yeah. So yeah. anybody who hasn't gotten the flu shot yet, um, you know, drop by. We got the pharmacy uh, first floor city plaza if you're downtown around the area, or if uh, you know you're in any other area of town. Make sure that you get it. It's mm-hmm. most important that we all just stay protected this time of the year. Um, I should also note a lot of people don't think about this, but the flu, the influenza can be deadly, mm-hmm. right? It can for special definitely. populations who get it, obtain it. So if we have protection, why not use it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, Kate, I wanted to talk a little bit now about um, me- our metabolism. Mm-hmm. This is something that you're very passionate about. Yeah, definitely. And I'm going to kind of let you take the lead on things. And sure. the one most common thing I think I hear in the gym is I- I've been working out, I've been eating right, but I'm still not losing weight. You know, could it be my metabolism? Well, the answer is, yeah, it very well could be. It could, definitely. I mean, metabolism is a big part of, you know, your results in uh, when it comes to weight loss or body fat percentage loss. Um, when it comes to metabolism, we definitely want to be focusing on all aspects of our body. Uh, it's not just, you know... Yes, exercising in the gym, you're going to increase muscle mass and that can improve your metabolism. There's also, you know, other factors to consider. What are you eating? Um, are you missing certain nutrients that could actually impact your metabolism? Uh, so that's where having a very balanced diet comes into play. Um, and also it can have to do with your cultural background, say where you, your ancestors came from. What they ate and what their bodies absorbed might be different from another individual because of their background. So that's something to consider as well, that your body might absorb nutrients differently than somebody else's body. And your absorption of nutrients um, and having all the nutrients that your body needs does play into your metabolism. Um, Not only that, there's other factors like your genetics, you know, where did who did you come from? What kind of uh, things did were you born with? Right. Um, you know, and gene expression can be affected by your exercise, your diet, all of that stuff. So yeah. I'm getting ahead of myself here, but <laughs> there's genetics, there's physiological things that can af- impact your results. So, like if you have any hormonal um, imbalances, which also can be impacted by your diet. Um, there, there's just, just so many, broad scale yeah, things. there's so many things that impact your diet or sorry, your metabolism that it's really good to, you know, focus on the whole picture, focus on being active, focus on a balanced diet, you know, maybe rethink of what you're eating on a regular basis. Are yeah. you missing those snacks between your meals? You know, are you eating every two to three hours? That's Are a big you, one, the yeah. eating every two to three hours because if, if your body's an engine, you want to make sure that you fuel that engine and it continues to go. Exactly. It doesn't stall out. It just continues to work for you. Yeah, exactly. So we definitely want to be eating consistently, refueling, especially if you're active, um, You know, making sure that you're getting enough vegetables in your diet for all those nutrients that you need, as well as fruit, of course. Um, yeah. You know... It, those vitamins and minerals that you get from those fruits and vegetables are really important in your diet, as well as, of course, your your meats and proteins coming from f- either meat or your uh, non-meat alternatives if you're vegetarian or vegan. But, uh, you know, just making sure things are balanced out as much as you can. And if you do need any kind of recommendations, we can really help you out yeah. there. Um, yeah. We have uh, We have the... It's not the micro. I want to keep saying microfit. That's our fitness assessment. It's the Fitmate. Fitmate, yeah. Fitmate Pro. If you need to Google it, go ahead and Google it. It's on our website, medpoint.ca. But the Fitmate Pro actually, uh, through breathing uh, into a mask and us analyzing your breath at rest, we can determine exactly how many calories you would be burning off. 
if you just had laid in bed all day. It's called your mm-hmm. resting metabolic rate, and that number is very important. Kate, you formulate a lot of diets at MedPoint for people uh, in our fitness program. How crucial is that number in knowing that number? It's really important because you want to know what somebody's basic functioning needs are because if you're eating less calories than what your basic functioning needs are, you're going to find your low energy, you're going to find your results will maybe happen fast first, but you you won't be able to stick to that program because your body will just start craving things and wanting you to eat. So you'll maybe by mistake binge on the weekend yeah. because, without even realizing it. So it's really important to know that number so that you can know what you need to eat above right. if you are tracking your caloric right. intake. Well, if that's something that you're interested in, you can go to medpoint.ca, of course, and you can book an appointment for a resting metabolic test. And you can see if your metabolism is working for you or maybe it's working against you. But overall, you'll get a great baseline number uh, to walk away with, and we can even advise you uh, nutritionally or in the fitness uh, division with exercise as to how we can boost that metabolism. we got to take a quick commercial break. But coming up after the commercial break, alcohol and its effects on our system as well as appendicitis. I fought it, so can you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I want to welcome everybody back to the show. Myself, Ron Young here, joined uh, alongside uh, Kate Lane. Good to be here. Yeah. Um, MedPoint Health Half Hour, talking health, talking fitness, talking nutrition. Before we left uh, for the break, we were talking about metabolism, which is a really cool um, topic for, for, of course, anybody starting a new fitness program to Mm. to know about or, or starting a new diet to know about. Because our metabolism is really uh, what helps us burn uh, and break down uh, proteins, carbohydrates, fats, everything, mm-hmm. so that we can continue to live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we, we kind of left with the whole idea: come in, you know, get your get your RMR tested at MedPoint, figure out where you're at, and then we can kind of see where we can go from here with exercise nutrition. So if that's something you do want to take advantage of, you can go on the website MedPoint.ca and you can contact us. Uh, through the book and appointment there. Kate, uh, I wanted to bring this article up because I feel like a lot of people undermine the effects of alcohol and more so in a way that they undermine the long-term, long-scale effects of alcohol uh, through and over their lifetime. Mm -hmm. It's easy for us to go to the seeps and grab a beer and, you know, we have one or two and then we call it a night and mm-hmm. go home to bed. But really, what are we doing to our bodies when we drink alcohol, right? Yeah, definitely. Alcohol yeah. alcohol is a toxin after all. Yeah, it puts our, <laughs> our liver through a lot. <laughs> well, there was an article that came out uh, on CTV and this was on the ctvnews.ca website. And it's just focusing on the seven kinds of cancer that alcohol causes. Um, you know, obviously when we think of having a beer with the guys or something like that, we don't think of cancer. No, I wouldn't even. But should we? (laughs) (laughs) Not to scare everybody or condemn everybody. Of course, having an alcoholic drink every once in a while should, you know, can indeed have some good benefits. Yeah, I've heard some benefits to it too, but that's in very low moderate amounts. But, you know, the social aspect of it can be good for you too. And as long as, you know, you're being moderate and yeah. I think the, it's kind of similar to coffee because coffee in low quantities um, can have benefits, Mm -hmm. but in very high qualities, it can, uh, you know, 
be a detriment to our our systems, mm-hmm. right? And I've actually read that two ounces is about the acceptable uh, amount of coffee for one to have to have the benefits and to have. That's very and, small. <laughs> it's like a little shot. Right? <laughs> so for all you Monday, you know, work goers, uh, you're going to be just probably slamming back the coffees. But needless to say, uh, alcohol in comparison, probably a couple ounces of alcohol uh, is enough for your system to process and happily uh, undertake with uh, having potential benefits. Safe to say. Mm-hmm. What happens if you drink more or if you drink often? I know some people who have a beer every day after work. Mm-hmm. Well, I just want you guys, I want everybody, all the listeners to be aware of uh, the seven cancer sites that are have been related to alcohol. One, the big one is the liver because the liver processes this as it comes into our system. Second is the colon. Three is the rectum. Um, Four is breast cancer. Uh, Five is larynx. Uh, This is the voice box. Mm -hmm. Um, Oral larynx, which is kind of a different part of the the throat. And the esophagus, which is where our food goes down, Mm -hmm. right? So... Those last three, if we highlight on those and touch on those real quick, Kate, that's directly from, you know. Your ingestion of it, I would assume. Yeah. And alcohol is in there for how long? Like, well, it's pumped down down the esophagus. Yeah. I wonder if that has anything to do with whether it's hard alcohol Mm. or, you know, like a hard liquor or like something that's lighter or, you know, more like beer or wine. I wonder if there would be a difference there. Yeah. That's just a question I have, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Well, Throwing out this number, the team that did this research estimates that all cancer deaths worldwide, 5.8% of them can be attributed to alcohol. Wow, that's actually pretty high. So perhaps if we just, you know, try and cut down on our alcohol intake, try and really watch. Uh, If you know a friend who's maybe struggling, like this is a serious Mm -hmm. issue for a lot of people, can't control how much they're having, you know... we just need to be aware. We need to be conscious of what we're ingesting and, mm-hmm. and really know the facts and know that these can have long-term ramifications. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 29 right now. If I have, uh, you know, continue to drink alcohol, maybe by 50, 60, I could catch up to me. Mm-hmm. Never know. Yeah. So always watch your, your drinking levels and, of course, uh, be responsible with that. Mm-hmm. The other article that I seen that popped up, Kate, and I know we only have a couple minutes left, but I thought that this is kind of a fun thing was uh, the appendicitis and having appendix surgery. They're now saying that um, being released from hospital the next day is quite common, which you know maybe surprises a lot of people. But um, for myself, I know I'm I'm kind of like the kid who cried wolf, and uh, when I had my appendicitis, I was on the floor in my bathroom and writhing in pain. And I didn't know what was happening to me. I thought maybe inducing vomiting would would help. It did not. And uh, I just had no clue. Like it was a very sharp pain in the gut. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but we got to the hospital. They said this is what's happening. They stabilized my systems and got me into surgery the next day. And I can speak from my own experience. They did the arthroscope where they kind of went in. Uh, three different sites uh, mm-hmm. by my belly button over by my side because they used to just take a big slit down the side mm-hmm. of your abdomen. Well, gone are those days, and now they can stitch you up and you can actually be back to operating uh, same-day discharge, often safe is what they're saying. 
And, you know, I, I can really attest to that. I, I felt good after the surgery is providing there's no complications. They should be able to let you out of there. Uh, Kate, you know anybody who's had their appendix removed? I don't personally, but I mean, that's really good that we're starting to move forward in our medical system and in like in surgeries that way that they can just do such in like non-invasive surgeries nowadays to fix these issues. And yeah, it's really great. Yeah. And it shows confidence. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you want to be confident in the healthcare providers. Uh, If they do the surgery, they feel fit that uh, you can leave, then great. Mm-hmm. You're not taking up an extra hospital bed. You're cutting down on the cost for, for you having to stay there for a couple yeah, of days. Absolutely. Um, probably. I know when I stayed, I, I think I stayed, uh, I want to say it was about a day and a half after the surgery. So they, mm-hmm. they did keep me for a little while just to make sure. But, um, you know, I was stitched up, I was ready to go and I was feeling good. So but may, then again, maybe my body being that I had the surgery when I was in my teenage years, uh, a lot better to rebound than maybe others. So just really interesting. And, and as we develop uh, technology, as we develop a lot of um, newer science, right, uh, we kind of can figure out better ways to, to troubleshoot our healthcare and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, if you have a healthcare concern, uh, perhaps maybe your three-hour medical is right for you. Um, you know, you come in, we examine you from head to toe, we take you through lung functioning, heart functioning tests, eyes and ears, we do fitness assessment on you. That might be a great baseline for everybody going forward just to say, look, this is my health at the end of 2016. Um, now where can I go from here? And mm-hmm. We'll help you troubleshoot that and we'll, we'll help direct you which paths to take. Kate, thanks a lot for being on the program today. No problem. I'm happy to be here. I can say that you were a lot better than Pete. Oh, yay. I hope he's not <laughs> listening. Yeah, argue, yeah. No, not even arguably. You just were. <laughs> hope you're having fun pete and winter peg <laughs> anyway that's all we got uh coming from london city center downtown medpoint health half hour 10 a.m every saturday you can join us next week for another great episode cheers everyone have a great weekend